Welcome to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Here you can find sermons from our Sunday and Wednesday night services. You can find more information about the ministry of Addison FWB Church on our website, addisonfwbchurch.org. Tonight's sermon, preached by Jamie Fortner, is titled, I Know That My Redeemer Lives, from Job chapter 19, verses 23 through 29. I said, Liv, I need you to sing my song tonight. I said, I need to hear it. She got done singing. I said, evidently, I wasn't the only one who needed to hear that song. Amen. About the goodness of God. Uh, the second verse says, I'll, I'll love your voice. And I really do, man. I love his word. I love his voice. I love it when he speaks. There's just a calmness to his voice that, that, that reassuring when he speaks to you that you are his. Amen. So if you want to stand tonight for just a minute and open your Bibles to uh, the book of Job chapter 19. I think Matt might have preached on this scripture once or twice or three times or because I know it's one of his favorites but this is what God has laid on my heart tonight Job 19 verse 23 oh that my words were now written oh that they were printed in a book that they were graven with an iron pen and led in the rock forever for I know that my Redeemer liveth, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Though the, after my skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God, whom I shall see for myself, and mine eyes shall behold, and not another. Though my reins be consumed within me. But ye should say, why persecute we him, seeing the root of the matter is found in me. Be afraid of the sword, for wrath bringeth the punishment of the sword, that ye may know that there is a judgment. Lord, we love you. We praise you. I thank you, Lord, for what we felt in our hearts tonight, Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding. But God, as we look into your word tonight, God, give us a help. An unction from above, God, that your people, Lord, may rejoice in you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask these saints, and amen, amen. You may be seated tonight. I want to go back to verse number 25. Again, I, I've heard Matt preach on this. I've heard Rick preach on this. I've heard a lot of other preachers preach on this, and I probably had preached on it a, a few times in the last 31 and a half years. But he said, for I know that my Redeemer liveth. I know that my Redeemer liveth. Now, when we think we talk about Jesus Christ, a lot of times we talk about the price that he paid on the cross. We talk about the death that he died for our place. And we know that that was the price of our redemption. Uh, but do you know today if Christ is not risen, let's shut the Bible, let's turn out the lights, let's lock the door, 
put a for sale sign on the building, and just quit and go home. But thanks be unto God tonight, he is alive, not just now, but forevermore. That's what makes the price of our redemption sealed and signed and delivered forevermore. I, I realize today we can, make, we can become an apostate and turn back. We can make shipwreck of our faith. But Jesus never fails. He never has now and he never will in the future. But I thought about that word redeemed tonight and, and I, I, Rick got me started when he was, I was here and he was preaching. He would always give a definition of what a word meant. And it got me started doing that. And I want to give you some definitions of what that word redeemer means tonight. Now, redeemer means to, re, to be redeemed or, or, or to redeem tonight. But that word tonight means to buy back. I tell people all the time, Adam sold us out. It's Adam's fault that we get cancer. It's Adam's fault. Listen, that day we have heart disease. It's Adam's fault that little children get sick. It's Adam's fault for all the things, the murder, the hate, the drugs. It's all Adam's fault. He's the one that sold us under the bondage of sin. But when Jesus come, he, here, here's what's amazing about Job. Jesus hadn't even been prophesied. In all aspects, the word, they tell us that Job is the first book that was ever written out of any book of the Bible. And if that is the case, how did he know so much about God? I'll tell you how. Because he had a personal relationship with the creator of all the earth. And Job said, my record's on high, boys. I'm not afraid to face it. And I, I realize that's not quite how he said that's pretty close. But Job wasn't a face afraid to stand before God and give an account of the life that he lived. But yet he knew that he needed to be redeemed, even though he knew he did his best within himself. He knew that someone, somebody or something would come. I really believe he knew that Jesus would come and pay the price not just to redeem him, but to redeem every man, woman, boy, and girl. So let me give you some more definitions, more definitions of what that word. I actually screenshot them some more, uh, but I gave Rhonda my phone. <laughs> I mean, because she's uh, connected to the internet so she can uh, live stream. We have a few people that, that want us to live stream. But uh, he, I, I, I like this. It says, to free from what it causes distress or hurt. To free. From what causes distress or hurt? You say, preacher, I, I, I'm not in distress. You're not now. Or you shouldn't be. I realize there's other things in life that can bring distress to us, right? right? If we have a loved one that's sick, that, a sick that, or we are sick, that will put us in a stressful situation. Uh, but here, what he's talking about is a burden of sin. 
How many remembers when you gave your heart and your life to the Lord, the burden that was rolled away? Listen, the shame, the guilt, that which, listen, caused hurt to us. Amen. I've heard so many say, preacher, I felt like the weight of the world was lifted off my shoulders. I'm glad that my Redeemer has the power, the ability, and the desire to do that. Not for just me or you, but for all mankind. I thought about it in the book of Ruth. Boaz was the kinsman redeemer. Amen. He had to have the, the ability. He had to be close of kin, right? He had to be in position. Jesus, listen, I know he's God, but he had to become a man to be able to die. Amen. He had to be close. He had to have that blood, that fleshly blood, be flesh and blood as you and I are today to be able to pay the price to redeem a fallen man. Amen. He had to be willing. Amen. I'm glad he prayed, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. Not once, not twice, but three times. Matt victory wasn't one on the cross. It was one in the garden. Amen. Amen. He paid the price on the cross, but he won. The battle was settled. The victory was won. When he got done praying, he said, boy, sleep on now. The Son of Man is betrayed in the hands of sin. In other words, what's in motion will go forward and nothing will stop it. Peter tried. Peter, remember, he drew his sword, cut off the, high, the servant of the high priest Malchus. I think the scripture tells us his name. Cut off his ear and Jesus said, put your sword up. It ain't time for that. Why? Because he was getting ready to pay the price to free us from what caused distress or hurt. To free from captivity. You see, uh, the world today don't realize how bound they are. I realize we live in the freest country in the world. You can pretty well say anything you want and get by with it. You can pretty well do anything you want and get by with it, especially if you're in, in, in politics, right? I mean, seem like they think they're above the law. Uh, but we live in a world today, listen, where uh, uh, men... I think they don't have to answer to nobody. And I, I, I hear it all the time, and I know you do too, Matt. Hey, man, listen, you, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me. Here's what I know today. Hey, man, I can't. He can, and he will. People think because you're telling the truth, or you're witnessing to them in love, you're judging them. No, I'm just telling you, by the life you're living, you're going to hell. You haven't made G. Listen, I don't care. You can come to church 365 days a year. You can sing in the choir. You can give money. You can work around the church. Unless you've been born again, you'll die in your sin and split hell wide open today. I don't care how many boards you can be on. Hey, listen, any good deeds you do, it's what he did that redeemed us. What he did that freed us from the captivity. You see, here's what I know. They, none of us within ourselves has the power to, to not sin. Amen. 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 None of us. 
If, if we ever overcome sin in this flesh, it's by the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of God. It, it's not of us. It's of Him today. Hey, remember the Scripture, for in Him we live, we move, we have our being. Hey, man, listen, I know my Redeemer liveth, and He has given me the power to overcome. He has set me free from the bondage, the chains of sin. Larry was talking about all the things that they used to do. How that God broke the chains and set them free. You thank God he don't do them no more. I had another friend I was talking to, I think Monday. Amen. Told me how many years that he did this and how many years he did that and how many years he did that. He said, when God saved me. Amen. He didn't take everything away from me. Amen. But he slowly showed me my life is better and that I'm nothing and will be nothing without him. If I don't give those things up, I'm glad to report to you today, Jesus is able to break the bondage. I don't care how. I've had people say, preacher, I have one guy, he said, I just can't get forgiveness for what I've done. I said, unless you blaspheme the Holy Ghost. Amen. Listen, God will forgive you and I know you haven't done that because you've never been saved Amen. you've never been saved how would you know anything about the Holy Ghost if you've never been saved right amen to blaspheme something do you have to know what it is and then deny it that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit that's my version of it anywhere my definition of it next one is to help overcome Overcome what? You know we have an adversary called the devil? He ever bother you, Earl? <laughs> he only bothers me on days that end in Y. <laughs> right? Our adversary. How do we overcome him to help over? Here's what the scripture said in Revelation. And they overcome him by the blood of the lamb. It's not me. It'll never be me, Stanley. When I stand before God, hey amen, listen, and I stand there justified. The word justified means just as if I've never sinned. When I stand before God, I'll point to the blood and say, that's why I'm here. That's why hey, I can raise my hand and say, thank you, Lord, because your blood, hey amen, was shed for me. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole? again and nothing but the blood oh precious is the flow Amen. precious Amen. you know I, I I think I've told you folks I used to work in a pawn shop and people would bring their merchandise in and we would set a price and they would uh, actually the boss would pretty well set the price on what it was and I just had to go by whatever price he had set. And they would come in and they would pawn that and then they had 30 days to come back and to redeem it, to buy it back for that price plus interest. Amen. Sometimes they would just come in and pay the interest and let it ride for another 30 days. Do you know that's what the law did? 
that just paid the interest for the sin, all the blood of the bulls and goats that were shed, just played this. Listen, the debt was still there. It was not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away that sin, but that law pointed to a better covenant. That, that law pointed to the Redeemer that would come on another day, another hour, another time, and be another sacrifice. Amen. Once and for all. They called it the Day of Atonement. And I really don't understand that in the fact that it never atoned anything because to atone means to make right. It just pushed it back. You see, because there was always a remembrance. That's what's amazing to me. Amen. Listen, with that blood, God God never forgot sin. He just chose not to judge it. It It pushed the penalty of sin back. Uh, I've been studying a lot of, in Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jeremiah the last a couple of months. And you know what I find out? I don't care how much them fellows warned them people. They were hard-hearted and stiff-necked. Amen. And God punished them for it. Here's what I know, Matt. It looked like the world don't care. It looked like some professing Christians don't care. Amen. How hard we preach or what we preach. I want you to know, though, brother, one of these days, he's going to say, one foot on the land, one foot on the sea, and say, time is no more, boys. Set the throne up. And there's going to be a judgment day. Amen. Matter of fact, the last verse I read here in, your, in this chapter, verse 29, be, be ye afraid of the sword, for wrath bringeth the punishment of the sword, that ye may know that there is, there is a judgment. Matt, that, that'll preach. You probably heard underline that right there. All right, God underlined our right. <laughs> to help overcome. I really wanted to raise my hand when I saw this one on there <laughs> to release blame. <laughs> Let me tell you why Jesus died. You're looking at it. <laughs> right here. Right here. You can point the finger at you. That's why Jesus died. Because I had a sin problem. The old song says he paid a debt. He did not owe. And I owed a debt. I could not pay. That's redemption. That's redemption is when someone pays your debt that don't have to. He was not obligated. I've heard preachers preach, and I cannot find it in the Word of God that God was obligated to call a man three times. Now, number one, I can't find where he's obligated to call you once. I can't. I can find grace, though. (laughs) Where he'll say all the day long, I've stretched out my hand to a gang people and they would at none of my reproof. I've called and you've refused. You know what he says after that? He said, there's coming today. You're going to call on me. <laughs> and I will laugh. I will mock you. <laughs> what a sense of humor. <laughs> right? I like people today. Laugh at God. And think they can live any way they want to and get into God's heaven. I want you to know that's not the truth. Amen. 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 
You say, well, preacher, I, I, I made a profession. Here's what I know. I made a profession, but I got a possession as well. Amen. You see, if he's not on the inside, I don't care how many professions you make, you, amen, you're lost. Amen. Because when you make the confession of faith, it's not a profession of faith, it's a confession of faith. When you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, amen, from the heart, from the heart man believeth, and then with the mouth confession is made. Too many people believe and appear. That's why they're in bondage. That's why they can't quit what they're doing. That's why they can't change because there's still the same man on the inside. When the old man dies and the new man comes in, and the new man, by the way, is the Holy Ghost, when he comes in and takes control, there'll be a change. Amen. It'll start with your eyes you'll see things different. It'll start with your ears. You'll hear things different. It'll start with your heart. Amen. You'll feel different toward everybody else. Amen. I don't understand people that tell me they love the Lord and can't get along with nobody. Uh-oh. Amen. I don't understand that. I don't have any guilt. I don't have any. I don't have. I know the devil ascends up to heaven according to the scriptures, and and he'll he'll bring my name up and say, "Lord, you know what Jamie Fortner ain't worth a nickel." He said, "I don't know what you're talking about." You know the devil's telling the truth, yeah. huh? He ain't worth a nickel. I'm not. Oh, but I've been bought. By the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, that makes me a jewel Amen. in his crown, according to this book. That means I'm something. All the world sees is just an old filthy sinner. But thank God I've been saved by grace. I pray and I long for people to see Jesus in me. And through me. I don't want nobody to think I'm a hypocrite, do you? I don't want to be called that. That's why I don't make provisions for the flesh. You see, there's a lot of things the flesh likes to do, right, Matt? But thank God we can overcome the flesh by the power of the Holy Spirit. People say, well, preacher, I, I, I just can't live it. I can't either. I can't win, but in him I can. Amen. Notice what Job wrote here. I know that my Redeemer liveth, that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth, and though after my skin worms devour this body or destroy this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. Amen. What's he saying? He said, I'm, I'm going to die. He said, but this same old boy that you see here today will stand before him one day and give an account. Amen. That's what he says. People think that when we die, that's it. People think that when we die, we're just a spirit. You know, somebody called Jesus a ghost. 
He said, touch me. He told Thomas, he said, touch me. That the spirit have flesh and bone as you see me have. How did they know what he looked like? I realized he could, he could walk through a wall. I realized he could translate from one place to the other. Do I understand that? Nope. What I do know is, is you can't touch a ghost. You, you can handle him. Amen. And when one day, Job said, thou will call. Chapter 14, thou shalt call. Thou will have a desire for the work of thy hands, and thou shalt call. And I will answer thee. What is sown in weakness today? You know, we, we take our loved ones to the cemetery. We lower that lifeless, weak body that's just, not, there, there's no blood in it anymore. Right? It's been embalmed. There's no blood. No, there's no hope. In this life, there's no hope. Oh, but thank God there's another life. There's another day. Because if that's all we had to look forward to, life ain't worth living. Amen. It's not, man. Too much heartache, too much sorrow. You get word come Sunday morning that this old boy died in the middle of the night, clinically dead. You believe that. Don't think I'm dead and gone. I'm just gone. To be absent from the body. I wonder what the rest of the crowd thought about it when old Rick Barkus got there and gave out one of them big hollers. <laughs> they thought, boy, he's strange. We've got a lot of loved ones over there. And oh, and I long to see him, don't you? Amen. I want to see Jesus Amen. first and foremost. We've got a lot of catching up to do, and I believe it's going to be soon. Amen. Sooner than later. Amen. Why? We have been redeemed. Here's what I know. When that individual comes in and the price was paid, I handed back whatever it was that they had sold and it was theirs to do with it what they wanted. They couldn't touch it until it was redeemed. It was, it was ours. It was the boss's. It was Uncle Sam's. You see, I, I have been redeemed. I'm in his hands to do with what he wants. I just want to be used, man. I just want to be a vessel under honor that's set apart for his work, his purpose, his glory. I want all glory, amen, to always go to Jesus. Because ne I'll never be good enough to preach a sermon. I'll never be good enough to sing a song that will bless you, to give a testimony that will do anything for you, but he can. Amen. He can use what we have or what we are because he has made us what we are. Come on, man. You've been listening to the Addison Free Will Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You can find more information and explore our outreach ministries on our website at Addison 
fwbchurch.org. Thank you for listening.